Welcome to the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, bringing you bi-weekly discussions designed to help you grow your business and create the lifestyle you desire. Elevate your business with proven strategies from virtual CFOs, CPAs, and business advisors. We discuss real-world challenges solved with actionable steps that get you the results you need both in business and building the life you deserve. Thank you for tuning in to episode number 96 of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, brought to you by PJS and Co. CPAs. I'm your host, Megan Spicer, and today we are talking about cash flow. It is a topic that we've covered in the podcast before. We have an entire series that we did with our cash flow queen, Jamie Staley, a partner here at PJS and Co. CPAs. If you want to go back and listen to it and get a good primer, you can go back and revisit episodes number 21 through 23. But today we're getting kind of a different perspective on cash flow, and I thought it would be good to get a different voice on it too, because every cash flow that we episode that we've done in the past has been with Jamie Staley. And Katina and I started to have a conversation about it. And she brought up some really good points that we haven't talked about on the podcast yet. So I'm excited to have a different conversation about cash flow with you today and share co-host Katina Peters and all of her knowledge. Welcome, Katina. Thank you, Megan. Yes, I know Jamie Staley is very into the cash flow and just looking at it in and out and whatnot. But we kind of were, like you said, we were talking and we're talking about things like this, where you look at there's this macro view of cash flow and this micro view of cash flow. And we thought maybe it would be good to just kind of share that, go through it a little bit with everybody so that they could kind of have a couple different perspectives on it and how we, um, also how we kind of approach it with our clients um, and how you can approach it with your business. So, Yeah, so what the heck is macro cash flow versus micro cash flow? Because as we started talking through this, that was the first time I had actually heard that term and the differentiation between micro and macro as it relates to cash flow. So uh, just on its head, can you kind of explain like why we look at it that way? Sure. You know, I mean, in backing up in general, like we've talked about a lot of cash flow. So, you know, obviously it's important for predicting where, what's going on with your business, surpluses and shortages, you know, planning things out, et cetera. But, you know, looking at it kind of from a macro level, which, I mean, I can probably explain it best, kind of like macro and microeconomics is my, you know, college years coming back to my brain. But that's kind of what I look at it like. Um, so it's really like, okay, what's the macro big picture? What's going on with cash flow? What are our cash flow goals? What are the major inputs and outputs that we have going on with cash flow so they, that we can get a quick synopsis overview of it? And we'll talk a little bit about macro more in general, but kind of just that quick overview of what's going on with our cash flow. What can we expect on average? Uh, kind of more of a quick analysis perspective. Um, and then you've got your micro cash flow analysis, which again is kind of just going down the, the itty bitty pieces, right? Micro. So we're going, it, it's much more detailed, much more specific on timing, on customers, on vendors, on who, et cetera, is involved and how this is all going to play out. So just kind of backing up and um, looking at the macro cash flow for a moment, this is a really good 
place to start. <laughs> it's it's not super hard. I mean, obviously, the more detailed you get, the more complex it's going to be, right? And we do recommend that still. Um, but I would definitely start at the macro cash flow level, looking at a quick analysis of where your cash currently is, what are your major inflows and outflows per month. And so categorically, you know, not necessarily every line item, you know, I know we go through that, you know, in budgeting and those kinds of things, you know, and we want to get more detailed. But in this macro level, it's like, what's our major average production revenue? What's our major cost of goods? What's our major normal overhead? Like if we average it out, um, what does it look like? Or if we know it goes up and down, we can make adjustments a little bit for that. But if it's just really on average, we're just trying to get a big picture. Where are we at? <laughs> where are we going? Are we positive cash flow? Are we negative cash flow? Do we have some bumps we're expecting going on? Just really big picture looking at that. So that can give you just some knowledge of, hey, my business is, it looks like we're trending upward, we're doing good, we're going to be able to build up some cash, or hey, we're losing money. And when when are we going to, if we keep this trend, when's the money going to run out? <laughs> like, we should know these things. Um, and then we can make adjustments to that. And we can, you know, hopefully turn it around and not have that negative. Or we can prepare for the negative and say, okay, we're going to need a line of credit for a couple months, or we're going to whatever, need a loan to get back on our feet, whatever the case may be. So just having that overview is really telling, helpful, and relatively quick to do. So that's that's what I would recommend you start with. And then, and then kind of looking again at that macro cash flow, we talked a little bit about setting cash reserves, operating cash reserves, having a goal for getting an operating reserve set up, established in a separate account. It's kind of like you're, you know, if you need it, money. <laughs> so having that set up, figuring out what that is, you know, quick rule of thumb is three months, cost of goods sold and overhead expenses together. You know, you want to take your average three months. That's what you want to at least set your initial cash reserve operations goal at. So that, you know, have a rainy day, have a really bad month in revenue, you got a little extra money, can help you out. And then looking, because of course, tax reserve, we talked a little bit about that. I'm not going to go into that a lot. But having these goals set up front so that you kind of know where you're going and can look at, you know, overall, can do you have the right cash inflow overall after your outflows to help you build those reserves or what do we need to do? Mm -hmm. Okay. And then you're looking at cash for the, like, the end of the month, end of the quarter, end of the year. So again, it's more big picture. You know, you're not micro week after week. You're big picture in it. You're going to account for major shifts. If you know, hey, you know, in two months, we're losing our biggest customer. We need to get that back. Or we have this huge job coming in in three months. <laughs> we need to, you know, get that worked in. You know, those are the major shifts and things going on. And again, we talked a little bit about debt. If debt's going to be required, we want to plan for that and plan well. And we've talked about that before. How do you plan well for debt and what kinds of things do you need to prepare for? And something to always keep in mind, much easier to obtain a line of credit or a loan or something like that before you actually need it <laughs> because right. you have better financials. You know, banks are, are a little more leery if you're showing a trend down or things are occurring to give you that loan. So you want to make sure that, you know, you're planning way ahead for it. And hopefully you can get yourself in a position where you don't even need it. But it's always good to have a plan and be prepared in case. All right. So any other Thoughts about macro cash flow before we jump into the other, Megan? Yeah, just so that people know, we actually have two cash flow templates that we'll be including on the show notes for this episode as well. One is really helpful on the macro level as far as planning out really for the full year, January through December, you know, like you said, those major inflows and outflows. And then we have another 13 week cash flow template that you can sign up for. And both of these are free. They're Excel templates. They're real easy to use. 
And those can both be found at pjscpas.com forward slash nine six. Awesome. Okay. So now um, to jump into more of the micro approach to cash flow with regards to getting into the nitty gritty details of things. This is a shorter window of time um, that we're going to be looking at. So we're trying to just, you know, have that little piece of what's going to happen in the near future on the cash flow level. You know, we're looking to anticipate cash flow flows over the next eight to 12 weeks, or if we're overachievers, we have a 13 week template too. <laughs> so, um, so we can, but you know, we're looking at this kind of, you know, next few months, you know, what are we looking at going on? And we're doing this like super ultra detailed. So we're looking at every customer or contract or however you make your money. Uh, and we're looking at the expectation over the next 12 weeks, 13 weeks for what are the inflows for that customer and when do we expect them to occur? Really, I, I just really super detailed, right? So you're just really nailing exactly what's expected. Same thing with vendors. We're looking at every single vendor, every single cost you know, associated with that vendor, what is coming up? When's it going to hit? When's it due? You know, those kinds of things. So we're really nailing down exactly what the cash flow movement is going to be in flows and outflows, customer, customer, vendor by vendor. And vendors include loan repayments if you have loans, you know, so it's including every outflow that you're going to have in looking at each vendor outflow. Okay. So, you know, obviously we're starting with whatever cash we have currently, and then we're plugging in those details. And we can, you know, there is the, the template we have, and we also use a software uh, cash flow tool, which is available online as well. So we help our clients um, by helping them look at, at it that way. It, and it tracks all those things, it has some predictive things you can build into it, which is a little easier. So again, we're looking at that because even though we have this macro view, we also... And as the micro comes into play, the macro might change because the macro view is, you know, very high level, very looking at averages, looking at those kinds of things, getting an idea. And as we do the micro analysis, things may become a little more clear on the macro level, too. We might say, oh, OK, wait, you know, we were a little off on this estimate at the macro level because, you know, as we go through every single customer, every single contract, et cetera, we're realizing this is really the reality, not what we thought reality was whatever the case right. may be so it also can play into that and so when when we get to the point of getting to a micro cash flow analysis um which again i always start with the macro just to you know where are we at big picture let's <laughs> get an idea and then we move into this micro which takes some time obviously because it is very detailed and it you know there's a lot of us doing in, when we do it um you can do it yourself but when we do it it's us doing a lot of the work coordinating with you or somebody on your team to make sure we know what's going on with the contracts, what's going on with the payables, when is this going to occur on a weekly basis, we, we would do these meetings and project out. So once we have all that information, again, it kind of helps us then continue to project at the macro level. So we take that, you know, analysis for those, those first few months, and we can help kind of tweak our end of year projection, you know, end of quarter projection based on that micro analysis. That makes sense. Yeah. And I think that's why, I mean, for me and probably our listeners, from the perspective, from what we've learned about so far, it's been much more focused on the macro level, probably because that's where you start, right? And if you don't have time or maybe the resources to 
go deeper into the micro level. If you can only do the macro, you should start there, right? But then absolutely getting into this micro, it like you said, it helps improve your analysis on the macro level as well and probably into the future once you start doing it. Yeah, because you're paying much more attention to the the really specific trends, right? So it's just like, you know, peeling away the onion, getting more information as you go. Um, you can really, you know, you, you can see the macro trends looking at financial statements and things like that. But the micro trending really gives you much more insight into what's going on with the business as well as the cash flow. So, so it would be something that, you know, as we go through it together, you know, you may learn things that you didn't realize. We, you know, well, obviously, of course, being learning initially, setting it up and understanding the trends and those kinds of things and helping advise you with regards to that. Um, and then even again, it, it helps with processes and procedures. You know, at this micro level, we might notice things trend-wise differently than at the macro level that we can say, oh, hey, this customer is is not so great at paying us on time <laughs> or whatever let's mm. let's work on that specific customer or change our policies with them or maybe get some money up front from them or you know those kinds of things so that we can improve the overall cash flow for the company um by by looking at those individual micro details <laughs> with regards to how things play out and then again just gives us a more current cash flow so that we can look at those next you know 3 months and know more exactly where we should stand, then we'll know using more of a macro approach as far as that goes. So it definitely helps other things besides just cash flow can help with policies, procedures, you know, maybe figuring out the customer's not a great fit for us or this vendor seems to, you know, take a long time to get us invoices or, you know, whatever the case may be, we can, we can kind of help fix some of those trends just from an operational standpoint for the business and financial, helping the cash flow, et cetera. So there's a lot of benefits to looking at it from that perspective as well. So some of the other little micro things that, you know, we're going to be doing is, you know, like we said, vendors, you know, debt inflows and outflows is something we would be looking at too. So if we're expecting a loan to come in or we know we got to make some loan payments out, we'll be looking at all of those, making sure we have the cash availability to handle that. Um, or if we need to plan for something more immediate coming down the pipeline. We'll also be planning out our operating and tax reserves. So if we have a goal that we set, for operating reserves and tax reserves with our macro planning, then we want to break that down into pieces. It, you know, unless you have like a really high level of cash just happen to be sitting in your business, which typically most don't have a huge amount, we want to start building those reserves over time. So we work to set a goal to create these transfers, like internal savings transfers, I guess, if you will, for what makes sense for the cash flow of business. So maybe it's $500 a month or $1,000 a month or $5,000 a month, depending on what our reserve needs are and how much we can absorb with our cash flow production so that we can really work towards saving those funds up so that at the end of the year, at the end of where we set our goal uh, each quarter, et cetera, we're continuing to build that kind of nest egg and reserve for the operations as well as for tax needs of the owners in the business so that we don't hit the end of the year and we don't have any buildup of that going on as much as we possibly can. And again, depending on how strong the cash flow is in the business, even if you put squirrel away a little bit at a time, (laughs) 
<laughs> that's okay too, because we're still building towards the goal. And then we'll keep working on improving the cash flow. And then hopefully we can continue to put more away. So that's the the plan and the way we'd like to look at it and help our clients work through that as we get into the really those micro details. So again, we talked about debt and knowing if we need debt. When we're in the micro area as well, we can start looking at things like, okay, our macro said we might need debt around August, I'm just picking a month, let's say. So we say, okay, we're going to start looking at what kind of debt might we want to get? How would we go about it? What relationships do we need to build? And computing maybe different scenarios. So if the debt is needed for something else, like maybe purchasing a major piece of equipment that we know we're going to need, looking at different ways that we can finance that and what makes the most sense, what's the cash flow impact of that type of financing. You know, we got a lot of the should we lease, should we buy questions, doing some more micro level analysis of potential debt, potential purchases, and what that's going to look like going forward as well and how that's going to impact things. So that one plays into those kind of micro detailed in what we're looking at. It also plays back into the macro plan of what where when we expect to need to do this. So okay. And I'm seeing the benefit too of the micro, like you said, a big component of cash flow is timing. So something that may not present itself as an issue necessarily because of the timing, you know, it ironed itself out in the month between each analysis on the macro level, you're able to see maybe the weekly or daily inflows and outflows at the micro level that will present where the issues are coming from. So that that makes sense too. Okay, so that's a that's a really good point. I think, like you're saying, we're, we're since we're looking at the micro level detail. I mean, I, I can't how, tell you how many times somebody's like, "Oh, I have to make payroll this Friday, but this receivable doesn't come in till two Fridays from now, or whatever," you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And so within the month, sometimes there's those things that can interplay that you have to watch out for. That, like you said, may not show up because you get you get the money by the end of the month, but in the middle of the month, you have this maybe cash flow drain that, you know, sometimes could catch you needing a line of credit or some other way and can be stressful. But if you're doing this micro analysis or someone is helping you do the micro analysis, you can see, you know, hey, this is a problem week in the month as we're going, we need to resolve or, you know, figure out either how to resolve it altogether, change the terms that we have, get the receivables fronted some different way, get that cash flow up in some other way so that we don't keep having this recurring dip that's causing stress and anxiety and (laughs) issues uh, in that. Or, you know, we know, hey, we have to borrow on the line of credit once a month at this time and make arrangements to then pay it back, those kinds of things. Obviously, our goal in you're producing more positive cash flow and growth in the businesses to get out of those situations and to find ways to to have that happen. But I know payroll especially is a big stressor for a lot of business owners. And it's important, you know, obviously you want to make sure you can pay your people and you appreciate what they do and those kinds of things. You don't want them being concerned about actually getting paid, <laughs> those right. kinds of things. Right. So you want to make sure that you're really always hitting that um, deadline on time, etc. So, you know, that's one that we want to make sure that we watch out for. It's very high level um, uh, or very high importance, I should say. And again, we want to work on, okay, we know we keep having this problem and this stressor. Let's back up and talk about what can we do differently to 
resolve the timing of these inflows and outflows in some way. Okay. And then we're obviously providing these free tools that are Excel spreadsheets, which are are great for tracking purposes, but they're they're also manual, right? You're having to enter in these numbers. At what point? Right. I know you mentioned the the cash flow tool as well. So at what point would someone start to consider maybe implementing a tool like that? Obviously, we're CPAs, CFOs, we use this thing all the time. But is there a certain point where it would make sense for somebody to get that tool or potentially offload it onto a CFO? You know, how do you kind of manage where that transition would be? So taking a look at the macro, I would definitely do that and and even the the macro tool that we have might even be a little more detailed than I would even necessarily start with. I would start with just major, you know revenue, cost of goods sold, operating, you know, basically three numbers, maybe a few others that just see where that lands first. And then you can start going to a little more detail. But I think I would definitely say that you want to have somebody start coming in when you know, you just really don't feel like you have a good handle on the ins and outs of the business and what's going on when you when maybe your expectations of what you thought should be happening are not being met and you're not sure why those kinds of things. And again, I think, you know, it's good to, to also have a that plan in place. I mean, you know, when you plan, when you set goals, when you put milestones in place, that is when you achieve things anything in life, right? <laughs> That's what they tell you. Right. You have to have a plan. You have to have a goal. You have to have milestones. Otherwise, you're just not going to get there. So you want to make sure that you're formulating that plan. And I think that just as a business owner myself, a lot of times you maybe need somebody to work with you to formulate that plan to help give guidance on recommendations, things like that. So I would say that as you're growing. And I know we've talked about we typically deal with businesses that have a million dollars more in revenue. You know, you want to make sure that you're continuing to bring in people to support you in running the business. So so if you're at that level, because you may have great cash flow, and it may sound like, oh, I don't really need to have great cash flow. But you also want to know exactly what's going on with your cash flow and watch the trends in your cash flow so that you can grow the business more efficiently and better as you go. So I know that was a lot of information, I guess, to answer your question, but I feel like there's a lot of ways that you can really help yourself in doing something and being advised appropriately to the success of your business. So if you're at that higher level in revenues and you're expanding and you're having more of a team and those kinds of things, you know, I would say you want to probably start talking to someone about these things. That would be my recommendation. So even if you don't have an issue with cash flow, you still need to understand what's happening with it. Because I think it's like the squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people, yeah. when they want to talk about cash flow, if it's an issue, if it's not, it's like, oh, well, that's not a problem. Let's focus on mm-hmm. other things. But Yeah. And it kind of becomes one of those, it's not a problem until it's a problem. Right. Um, <laughs> and you don't want to do it. You know? I mean, yes, obviously, we, we will help anybody that is like, I'm just struggling with cash flow. I can't figure out what's going on. I can't, I'm making money, but I'm not keeping it, you know, whatever those kinds of things. But it's also great, again, to be preventative and proactive in anything that you do for your business. So if you have great cash flow, still understanding it, setting aside reserves, doing those kinds of things is still extremely important. Even if you're not struggling with cash flow, you're going to set yourself up for success there. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Katina, for 
running through cash flow with us and covering that micro level because we I think that's a, a newer topic for our listeners. Uh, mm-hmm. If you are interested in grabbing those templates, feel free to re- visit pjscpas.com forward slash nine six. And additionally, if you'd like help in figuring out what's going on with your cash flow or having a better understanding of it, we do offer a free discovery call as well. So if you filled that out and maybe you're not sure what to do next, <laughs> reach out. We can be found at pjscpas.com. You can sign up for a free discovery call. Give us a call. Email us at info at pjscpas.com. Katina, what do you want to leave our listeners with for today's episode? I think if I had to pick one thing to leave you with is just make sure that you're just continuing to grow and understand your business as much as possible. So, you know, if you haven't ever looked at your cash flow at all, at least do that macro level analysis, project yourself out a little ways and see what things look like. So that again, you just, you know, knowledge just helps you to have a better understanding of your business and to be able to direct it more appropriately and better. Perfect. Well, thank you, Katina. Appreciate it. Thanks, Megan. Glad to be here. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. Keep that momentum going and we will see you next time. This has been another episode of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review. Gain access to additional free resources and learning opportunities by visiting pjscpas.com forward slash podcast.